listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 What a title. Are you ready? Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness. The Prince of Darkness is in the house. Never heard of Jonas Knox. The story is Jonas Knox. (laughs) Yeah, Chief. This will be good. Like I said, Jonas Knox is coming through your speakers like a right cross from a boxer that you've never heard of. What's going on here? And now, live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, here's Jonas Knox. You're really going through with this, huh, Chief? So now the games begin. We get into it NFL-wise coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Saturday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific right here on Fox Sports Radio. It is a busy weekend indeed. Uh, We got the NCAA tournament brackets that are going to be coming out uh, tomorrow. Uh, You're going to lose an hour of sleep because of daylight saving. Uh, so if you are one of those uh, veterans that uh, hits up the bar scene when it hits 2 a.m., uh, just understand uh, a whole different discussion. Or maybe it's 1 a.m., then it turns to 2. Point being, get your drinks in. Get your licks in early. You're going to lose an hour of sleep. We got the tournament right around the corner. NBA's heating up. And, of course, NFL is king and continues to be king as it dominates the headlines, especially after a week like this. But... This is the story that people have been waiting to get some sort of resolution on for over a year. And it's the Deshaun Watson situation. One of the top quarterbacks in the league who uh, had, uh, you know, a little bit of an issue with 22 different lawsuits, 10 criminal charges, all of that. We've been waiting to see how this thing was going to play out. Yesterday, uh, the criminal charges, he it looks like he's not going to be facing any criminal charges. And so now teams around the league that are interested in Deshaun Watson are have been waiting, seeing how this thing was going to play out. All of a sudden... Deshaun Watson could be had for a certain price. He's got a no trade clause, but Deshaun Watson could be had for a certain price. And the Houston Texans seem actually willing to part with Deshaun Watson. They're tired of it. They want to move on. Uh, It's not going anywhere. And it goes back to his displeasure with the organization uh, from a year and a half ago before all this stuff came out. Now, a couple of things we need to point out. Number one, and I said this at the time, I think Deshaun Watson's full of crap. I said at the time, like he's full of it. Uh, I I didn't, everybody wanted to run to the defense of Deshaun Watson and stick up for him and say, my God, the Houston Texans organization, what a, what a bad organization. No wonder he wants out of there. They don't do anything right. PR wise, uh, 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 organizationally wise, they traded away DeAndre Hopkins. They did this. They did that. It's a, it's a bad situation. Why wouldn't he want out? And I said at the time, Hold on. So are we just going to forget about everything that Deshaun Watson said to us publicly? And and we're just going to forget about all that. And we're going to only focus on how Deshaun Watson feels now. That's it. All the prior stuff, that doesn't matter. 
You know, like when he signed his contract extension with the Houston Texans and then sat there crying his eyes out, emotionally thanking the McNair family, Bill O'Brien, Jack Easterby, the entire organization. You know, all the people that we were told were the evil people with the Texans and the reason that Deshaun Watson wanted out, he sat there, cried his eyes out, and thanked the organization. And before you go, well, that was before they traded away his favorite target in DeAndre Hopkins. No, it wasn't. (laughs) That was after they traded him. So he sat up there, cried his eyes out, thanked the organization, and then all of a sudden, a few months later, when things started to go a little bit sideways with the Texans and they weren't a very good team, then he wanted out. He's full of crap. I said at the time. And I've thought and kind of thrown this out. Maybe the reason and part of the reason Deshaun Watson wanted out of Houston is because he realized uh, there was some stuff about ready to go down. And he thought, you know what? Why don't I get out of here before all of this starts to, uh, you know, uh, come to the forefront? You know, these uh, these massages and these accusations. And I wonder if he knew this was about to go down. And that's why he started being very vocal about wanting a trade, thinking if I just get out of Houston, maybe that'll make things better. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, I believe when it comes to that, Deshaun Watson's full of crap. Number two. He's a fantastic football player. Regardless of how you think he handled this stuff, regardless of his uh, you know, personal interest and you know, uh, potential fetishes that he's got going on off the field, guy's an unbelievable football player. So now the conversation becomes, who makes the move? To me, there are two teams that I would be fascinated Right off the jump. And there's some other ones that are, you know, on the periphery that are, you know, maybe thinking about uh, making a move or something like that. One of them has already said publicly, according to reports, according to reports, have said they're not interested and it's Pittsburgh. If I'm the Steelers and I'm looking around the AFC and I'm looking around my division, facts are facts. You've got the worst quarterback situation in the division. Like, you could knock Baker Mayfield. You can still view the Bengals as the same old Bengals from years gone by. You can think that maybe Lamar Jackson is peaked and the Ravens are on their way down. I don't buy it. you got the worst quarterback situation in the division. And you've got some talent on the roster. If you're Pittsburgh... Why are you being, according to reports, these are just reports, so who knows? This could all all be BS. But if you're Pittsburgh, why would you not want or not be interested in making a move for Deshaun Watson? Why? Well, you know, uh, the PR hit. PR hit. Anybody want to go back and have a conversation about Ben Roethlisberger early in his career? PR hit? Multiple times? He was accused of stuff. Crashing his motorcycle at the end of the bridge in Pittsburgh. Like, I mean, we we can all look at Ben Roethlisberger, first bout Hall of Famer, uh, multiple-time Super Bowl champion. Dude had some skeletons in his closet. And if you're just now coming into the NFL and you weren't around back then early in Ben Roethlisberger's career, he was on the brink of losing it all. And the Steelers... 
were outwardly frustrated with Ben Roethlisberger. So it's not like you haven't dealt with quarterbacks who have had issues off the field before. It's not like you haven't dealt with players who have had issues off the field before. Antonio Brown. And Pittsburgh did a pretty damn good job keeping the Antonio Brown stuff under wraps. I mean, we saw the Facebook video, and then there was that little incident where he threw furniture out of a balcony of a hotel and it almost hit a child. But never, never mind all that. Pittsburgh's, they've gotten their reps. They're used to this. They can handle it. I mean, they're the organization that said, you know what? Amidst all this stuff going on, we'll bring in Brian Flores. That's fine. I mean, amidst all the... We'll bring them in. Here, you want to be on our coaching staff? Because they know they can handle it. So if you're Pittsburgh, from a playing standpoint on the field, I think Deshaun Watson makes a ton of sense. I'm surprised to hear multiple people say Pittsburgh's not interested. Pittsburgh's not... You know, that's not that's not the guy they'd be kicking the tires on. They're, you know, they want no part of it. I'm surprised. The other team, if we're going to the NFC, that you're starting to hear rumblings, a team that now that you start to hear some of the other reports and rumors out there from this week that also makes a lot of sense, is Carolina. If Deshaun Watson gets traded to the NFC, let's be clear. He's the second best quarterback in the conference today. (laughs) The second the trade is made to the NFC, second best quarterback in the conference Next to Aaron Rodgers, who else you got? Matt Stafford? Well, he just won a Super Bowl. Okay. And he didn't play all that hot last year. I know everybody tried to force feed Matt Stafford as the MVP. And uh, my God, he was the difference maker with the Rams. I mean, you want to go back and look at some of those games? Wasn't exactly lighting it up down the stretch. And with age and everything else factoring in, I'll take Deshaun Watson all day over Matt Stafford. So if Deshaun Watson's traded to the NFC, that moment, he's the second best quarterback in the conference. Uh, Immediately. So if you're Carolina, and this is the team that that people are starting to go, okay, well, this one kind of makes a little... If you're Carolina, you immediately go from having to deal in a division for years, post-peak Cam Newton, all right, after Cam Newton's MVP campaign, you've had to deal with the fact that in your division, you're the third or fourth best quarterbacks amongst the NFC South contenders. It, that's been happening for years. Post Cam Newton at his peak, MVP Cam Newton, and I love Cam Newton, but MVP Cam Newton, after that, what are we talking about? You had Matt Ryan go on his tear. Falcons were in a Super Bowl. You had Drew Brees there the entire time. You had Tom Brady come in and win a Super Bowl and then win a division. So Carolina, this is your chance. You all of a sudden go from we can't compete at the quarterback position. They tried to bring him Sam Darnold. Didn't work. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater for a year. Didn't work. They've tried. Hasn't worked. So now you're sitting there going, okay, we got a chance here. We got the number six pick in the upcoming draft. And we'd be open to trading Christian McCaffrey. So if you could operate and, and call up the Texans and say, hey, 
He's from the area. He's familiar with this part of the country. It's where he played his college ball in the Carolinas. Christian McCaffrey, two first-round picks. Is that enough to get a deal done? I have no idea. But there's a reason why Christian McCaffrey's name has been floated out there. I think they look at McCaffrey and go, is it, is it the right move to have all this money invested in a running back who can't stay healthy? So if you're watching the Deshaun Watson situation and you're going, what teams make, to me, teams that make sense, logical destinations, one of them apparently is not interested in Pittsburgh. And the other one is seriously interested and one of the favorites to land him in Carolina. Wherever he goes, however you feel about the guy and whatever's going on off the field, Deshaun Watson is a total game changer wherever he ends up. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, by the way, Fox Sports Radio wants to remind you this April 28th through the 30th, Vegas will be hosting the 2022 draft, an event that will be unlike any other with unparalleled energy and excitement that only the greatest arena on earth can deliver. And the best part is now through March 13th, that's tomorrow. We're giving away a trip for two to be a part of the energy and excitement. That's right. You and the lucky person of your choosing can win a trip to Las Vegas during draft weekend, April 28th through the 30th, sponsored by the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. The prize package includes round-trip airfare to Vegas, a hotel stay on the Strip, access to Fox Sports Radio draft broadcast, and more. Time is running out. Tomorrow is the 13th. To enter and get rules, visit Fox Sports Radio. That's FoxSportsRadio.com to win a trip to Vegas during draft weekend. Uh, All right, so we've got the uh, usual suspects here. Uh, We are going to have another edition of Do You Care coming up later on. Uh, We're going to play a little bit of grab ass. It is going to be a fun couple of hours here on a Saturday. So we appreciate you hanging out with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox with you here. All right, coming up next. There is an absolute nightmare scenario playing out in the NFL right now. I'll tell you what it is right here on FSR. This is Knox time right here. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up a little over 10 minutes from now, uh, there's a, uh, a certain individual in the world of sports that a lot of people do not like. Not a big fan of, uh, myself included, but you got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, they have been absolutely fantastic. We will get into that for you here uh, coming up uh, in about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, before we get to this, uh, this nightmare scenario playing out in the uh, NFL, I uh, want to let you know we are brought to you by Indeed Hiring Heating Up, Indeed's Hiring Platform makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in one place sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on indeed whose resumes match your job description visit indeed.com slash credit so the uh i guess the fallout from the russell wilson trade to the uh denver broncos is everyone's looking at that division now they're looking at the afc west and they're thinking to themselves man that is going to be absolutely entertainment 
for days and weeks and months and potentially for the next several years based on the age of those quarterbacks. I mean, Russell Wilson still got a few years left. Um, a lot of speculation. They might even, you know, uh, give him a contract extension to try and lock him in in Denver for a significant amount of time. Uh, you've got Justin Herbert, obviously. You've got Patrick Mahomes, uh, Derek Carr, I think better than a lot of people uh, think Derek Carr is. And, you know, we saw what the Chargers did going out and trading for Khalil Mack. Yes, he's probably past his prime. He's in his 30s now. He's coming off an injury. He's coming off multiple season with injuries and all that. But clearly, the idea was, all right, we got to deal with this group of quarterbacks this many times during the year. The Chargers looked at it and said, well, we still got Herbert on his rookie deal. Let's make a move. Maybe we're overpaying, but let's get a serious pass rush going to try and deal with what they're going to have to deal with in the division. So everyone's focusing on just the AFC West. The entire conference is a nightmare. Okay. This like, is my nightmare. It is an absolute nightmare. So if you're a coach on a hot seat in the AFC, understand that if you lose your job at the end of this year, it's not maybe because it's your fault. You're just in a nightmare scenario of a division of a conference. I mean, how many really bad teams are there in the AFC? Like, if you're just off the top of your head, all right, who are some bad teams in the AFC? I got, like, two or three. Okay? Houston, the Jets, and the Jaguars. That's it for me. So what we're saying is 13 of 16 teams... In the AFC, either good, really good, or eh, they could be a playoff team. The problem is, no, they can't. There's not enough spots. So unless the NFL does some goofy thing that they've uh, thrown out in the NBA before where one conference was lopsided and the other wasn't that great, so they said, oh, why don't you take some teams from the other conference and put them in? Conference are, uh, you know, an antiquated way to to do this whole thing. Unless you want to do something like that, somebody's going to get screwed. Like, you could just go division by division. Find me, other than those three that I listed, Jacksonville, Houston, and New York, Find me the bad team. The, just division by division. Start out West. There isn't one. <laughs> like, there's just not. Chiefs, uh, a Super Bowl contender every year. Patrick Mahomes has been there four years, a, a starting quarterback for four years in Kansas City. Every year they go to the AFC title game. Either they lose in overtime in the AFC title game or they're in a Super Bowl. All right, so you got that. Denver now just added a Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson. So, you know, they fixed the glaring problem they've had. They've got talent on offense. They've got a pretty good defense. So Denver's right there. The Chargers have Justin Herbert, an ascending quarterback, one of the top talents in the league. They just made a move for Khalil Mack. They've got talent on offense and defense. And then you got the Raiders who were just in the playoffs, played a competitive game against the team that nearly won a Super Bowl, and have a top half of the league quarterback in Derek Carr. Like, there's not a bad team in that entire division. Not one. 
So then you go, okay, well, what about the AFC South? All right, I'll give you that. But somebody's got to win the division, right? And if Indianapolis can figure out a quarterback for one time in Frank Reich's life as a Colts head coach, just once, and it's not going to be Deshaun Watson. I've seen that thrown out there. What about the Colts and Deshaun Watson? You think Houston is going to trade Deshaun Watson in the division? Are you out of your mind? Like, what are you talking about? Like, the fact that they're even near the top of the list in, in, as far as betting odds go, just tell you what the sports books think of you. They think you're an idiot. Like, they, they think you're dumb. Otherwise, they wouldn't put Indianapolis up there. It's not happening. But somebody's got to win that division, right? All right, so let's just say one team out of the AFC South is good. Maybe two. Then you go to the AFC North. Where's the bad team? Again, like we're, Cincinnati was just in a Super Bowl. Pittsburgh was just in the playoffs with Ben Roethlisberger, who was on E by the time the season was over. Cleveland was banged up last year. I think Cleveland bounces back. They're way, way, way too talented not to. Say whatever you want about Baker Mayfield. He's capable of playing good football. And they were just in the postseason a couple of years ago and won a game on the road. And were playing really, really competitively against Kansas City and kind of got jobbed on a call in the end zone. And then you've got Baltimore who say whatever you want about the Ravens from last year. Well, they were a sub-500 team. They were riddled with injuries. Nobody had worse injury luck than Baltimore the entire year last year. Multiple guys, quality players, starters on IR. They had no running backs virtually to start the season. They were trying to sign anybody to bring them in. Le'Veon Bell, uh, Devonta Freeman, like anybody. Lamar Jackson went down with an injury. And still, they were somewhat competitive. And, you know, John Harbaugh likes to take chances. Likes to go for two. Likes to, you know, maybe if a couple of those things go the other way, they're a playoff team. So there's not really a bad team in the AFC North. And I would venture to guess Lamar Jackson bounces back and he's healthy. He's right back near the conversation of of one of the top young quarterbacks in the NFL. And then you go to the AFC East. Buffalo. We know about Buffalo. They're they're one of the most loaded teams in the NFL. Again, superstar, young quarterback, locked up for years. I mean that contractually. I don't want people to take that the wrong way, especially this day and age in the NFL. We're talking about Josh Allen. He's fine. Buffalo's a team always near the top in recent years as far as contending to be a Super Bowl caliber football team. New England just made the playoffs with Mac Jones. They're a little bit up in the air based on, you know, I don't know, really know if they have an offensive or defensive coordinator. Bill Belichick kind of does things a little bit differently there, but they were, you know, uh, uh, New England was just in the postseason. And then Miami, this is the first time Tua's got a coach who actually likes him who's actually an offensive-minded head coach who goes, you know what? I think I can make this work. I, I think this makes some sense. And by the way, if you think what Debo Samuel did in San Fran was a lot of fun to watch, where do you see McDaniel get his hands on Jalen Waddle in that offense? And then you got the Jets. 
So you're looking around the AFC and you go, okay, there's seven playoff spots and 13 at least decent teams. Somebody's going to get screwed. Like, they just, it, that, that, you look at the AFC, you go, where's the weakness outside of the teams that we mentioned at the top? Jacksonville, the Jets, and Houston, where's the weakness? That entire conference is a nightmare. So I'm looking at it thinking to myself, there's going to be some decent teams who don't make the playoffs. And it might cost people some jobs, and it's not their fault. They just are playing on the wrong side of the NFL this upcoming year. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, and again, we're going to take you all the way up until noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, coming up next. Got to give credit where credit is due. All right, a lot of people don't want to do this. Uh, I will. Uh, I will fall on the sword for many people that are too stubborn to do this. We will get to that uh, coming up next here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, this man is sports talk radio royalty. He calls games. He gives updates. He is a powerhouse in the gym, as stated one week ago today. He is the leader. In the Sports Update Anchor Combine, throwing up 225, 28 times. He's the one and only Sir Isaac Lohenkron. So you remembered. Yep. Appreciate that. What do you think, I'm hammered doing this show? Actually, you're even more entertaining when you are hammered, I have to say. That's that's during the week because you haven't gone to bed yet. Hey, have you ever uh, done a show drunk? Be honest. You ever been drunk during a show? Be honest. Yeah. Here's here's the honest truth. I am such a square that I've actually lied about being drunk. I've never been drunk in my life, and I'm ashamed to admit it. I have also rarely Hold up. I've rarely drunk what? alcohol in my life. I I, I I tell my wife, hey, remember that time when I got when I got drunk? And she's like, you idiot, you've never been drunk. So it's kind of like reverse shame because I actually have never been drunk. Okay, a so lot of my colleagues, especially on the student radio station in college, but that's another story. That was a different story. Okay, so so let me ask you: You've never been to like a uh, a baseball game and had a beer? No. Okay. I've, I've I've never really been to a baseball game as a fan since I was like a kid. To be honest with you, I was oh, always man. been working. I know Th- that is that is such an awful thing. This I've never been as a fan, not since I was a kid. Not that since is, I was I a mean, kid. What, wait, wait, uh, high atop the mountain, uh, looking down on the rest of us peons who who like to go as fans. I still I would rather you know go what? as a fan as a media good, than a media. Good member. for you because that's the vibe I was subtly going for, and you picked up on it. I was trying to be like, oh, I'm the professional, but really I was trying to say without saying. The words i'm better than all you people <laughs> and you good. actually picked up on yeah. it and called me out on it get a little heel turn from <gasps> isaac low and cron right when right. you think god this guy doesn't drink he doesn't have an edge he kicks you right in the balls uh, uh, for go. people listening uh so, drink so, it in man well he's not going to chris uh but here's here's uh my question for you you say so have you sipped alcohol before you know i have but here's the thing i, I i've tried beer i've tried wine and to be honest, I didn't like the taste. Yeah. And looked. here's the thing. For the first 30 years of my life, I never drank coffee because I didn't like the taste. But now I'm like a coffee aficionado, and I love the taste. So there's yes. hope. what I'm saying is there's hope, Jonas. Okay. The guy well, is drunk, but there he goes. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay so, but it's not... Um, 
listen, I understand not liking the taste. The difference between you and people who do drink is that you're red. For, like, think about Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Right? You're red. Yeah. You're okay staying in. The, pe- the people that like I the taste of booze, they're Dufresne. They're willing to climb through a tunnel of crap for yeah. freedom. Yeah. Right? So yeah. people look at the end of that glass, and there's a little bit of freedom there. And they're willing to go through the bitterness of the taste to get there. But you're red. At one point, you just didn't care. Like, let me out. Don't let me out. I don't mm-hmm. care. I'm not willing to go through all that. But Andy Dufresne was. That's the difference between you and the people that uh, do drink. And, and here's, the prob- here's the problem that I think this generation, Jonas, which you and I are a part of, are lacking. Uh, previous generations of broad Casters, they were not always sober on the air. Let's put it that way, right? Yes, okay. that is correct. Yeah, and that there is, was that is correct. no internet to call out. By the way, his chest. That is correct. By the <laughs> way, speaking of other things, real quick before we get to the actual sports news, because there is NFL news today. Uh, you've actually gotten a lot more positive tweets today than you typically do. You've had your share of negative tweets, but you've also so had your share of positive tweets today. I don't know if you t- uh, checked your mentions. Uh, I'm just. Now, well, the first one I saw was negative. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm just now seeing, um, yeah, not bad. All right. I mean, not as fun as the negative stuff, but uh, uh, know. you know, we'll take what we can get at this. Okay, I'll, I'll let you sort through a few more because they always are constantly coming in. We 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 do have NFL news this morning. ESPN reporting today, Jonas, that the Dallas Cowboys have given permission to starting right tackle Lyle Collins to seek a trade, and that the Cowboys are likely to release Collins if they can't find a trade partner. NFL media reporting today, the New Orleans Saints restructured the contract of cornerback Marshawn. Lattimore, while the Buccaneers restructured the contract of nose tackle Vita Vea. In the NBA Friday, Greg Popovich became the winningest head coach in NBA history as the San Antonio Spurs held off the Utah Jazz 104-102. No word yet on how Popovich celebrated his historic achievement. I want some nasty! Whoa, coach, easy there. Yikes. LeBron James dropped 50. The Lakers 122 to 109 went over Washington. First time in his career, LeBron's had two 50-point games in a three-game span. Baseball, Clayton Kershaw has agreed to a one-year extension with the Dodgers worth a reported $17 million. And finally, the Associated Press reports that the new memorandum of understanding between Major League Baseball and the Players Association calls for a home run derby to break a tie after nine innings in the All star game and also floated the idea of a mid all-star game concert here with a reaction to the idea of a mid major league baseball game all-star game concert jonas knox okay first of all the ho- is this gonna happen this home run derby to break the tie is this like official or is this just being discussed it, it, they basically agreed to have serious discussions about it and also okay. have discussions about the concert all right i'm into uh, the the you know home run derby the concert can we just cut the crap let me just say this when you turn on an all-star game or you turn on one of these events like the Daytona 500 and you've got some concert happening on the field, you think for the musicians want no part of it. Now, they're getting paid. They're getting some exposure, but it's all about the, the live feel. Like no musician, no band, nobody's really energetic sitting there in the middle of an all-star game uh, play, playing their, their biggest hit while everybody else is taking a dump in a trough. Nobody like nobody cares. <laughs> Where did you come up with this trough like, idea? No, okay, if, if it's the middle of the All-Star game, 
And it's and the All Star Game's been going on in, in pick a city of your choice, and it's been there a couple of days. At that point in the year, it's July. Most people are taking time off work. They've been drinking for like two, three days. Let me. I'll walk you through this. I know you don't drink, so I'll walk you through this. They've been drinking for two or three days. After about two or three days. Uh, while, while you're sitting there, uh, you know, watching uh, the best players in baseball and you're rifling through drinks and, and you're eating a soft pretzel. At some point, you got to use the bathroom. And so all of a sudden you're thinking, when should I go? When should I go? You know, my favorite player is coming out. He's going to pitch a half inning. I don't want to miss this part. Uh, what should I do here? Uh, you know, uh, uh, when's you know, when, what's my approach here? Like nobody's nobody's sitting there going, ooh. Bruno Jupiter or whatever his name is about to perform. Uh, I got to be here to see this. Let me go ahead and wet myself in my seat that I paid $250 for so I can see one song he played a couple of years ago at the Super Bowl. Nobody cares. Like enough with this crap. Stop force feeding concerts and sporting events. Nobody cares. I look at it from the artist standpoint because performing halftime at the Super Bowl, that has some cachet. So if your manager or agent or promoter whoever contacts you as an artist and say, hey, I got a sports event for you. Your ears perk up and you think, all right, it's halftime of the Super Bowl. But now when they say uh, it's actually after the bottom, uh, it's after the top of the fifth inning of the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, do you think that the real A-list is going to you know, want that as opposed to the Super Bowl halftime show? Well, it depends on what they pay. I mean, and, and well, look, they don't pay uh, this, they don't pay the performers for the Super Bowl halftime show. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that that's absolutely true. I'm at least at least what? until the last it still might be true, but up until at least the last couple of years they did not pay the performer of the Super Bowl halftime show because of the exposure Jeez. is worth so much. No, that's absolutely true. I at least up until the last couple of years. I'll I'll look and see if that's still true, but yes, that is true. Okay, so you mean when Janet Jackson had her issue? She didn't get paid for that. I, I wouldn't say it was her issue. I would well, say that somebody uh, did that right. to when, her. When, when Justin Timberlake, uh, yeah. I ain't paying for that. Thought, thought her top was a scratch off. Uh, yeah. he, he, uh, you know, he didn't. Uh, they, they did not. They didn't get paid. For they that. did not get okay. paid. However, Viacom right, well, had to pay. Well, that's another story. Yeah. Well, then that makes it even worse. Like, I mean, you're not going to pay me. I can't have a little bit of fun here. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so you mean Prince playing his electric guitar in the rain, risking electrocution, didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. For that performance in Miami, that's wow. that's absolutely true. Wow. Yeah. All right, wow. so so yeah, apparently this is still actually true as as recently as January of 2020. So I'll I might tweet you the article so you can see it. Yes, ah, that's uh, amazing. All right, well there's that. But uh, yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> Just I mean, concerts at, at sporting events never done it for me. I not e- not were, even for Bruno there, Jupiter, huh? Yeah, whatever his name is. Listen, there is uh, is that even a planet anymore? How there's about a, how about, uh, how about Maroon Six? Uh, th- listen, that probably a better uh, better version than uh, whatever what? the, the original version is. <laughs> I remember watching Ooh. on, I think it was Thanksgiving, there was a Cowboys game, and Creed was performing, and it's like, <laughs> like Scott Stapp comes out in like a uh, <laughs> like a Daryl Moose Johnston jersey. No thanks, I, I'm and, good. And, and I love Daryl Moose Johnston. I don't even know if that was the jersey, but Scott Stapp comes out in this uh, in this Cowboys jersey uh, during Thanksgiving, and I'm thinking to myself. I'm gonna miss time with my family for this garbage. <laughs> like, like, whose idea was this? It, it doesn't make do sense. It. I can't either, Coach. 
All right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. All right. So uh, coming up next, um, definitely need to give some credit. Some credit has to be given to somebody in the world of sports. A lot of people don't like him, but it has to happen. We'll be the ones to do it next year on FSR. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever Get your podcast from. I hate that song. <laughs> just, that freaking know. voodoo music. Oh man. Like it it like this show song. is really difficult to do when you can't stand multiple members that are on the show. All right, and it's because of stuff like this. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. If you listen to the podcast, you're the lucky one. Uh, Creed's playing right now, so you don't have to hear it. Uh, so we uh, we appreciate you joining us here. Uh, coming up top of next hour, uh, I have got a scenario that I want to throw out. Or actually, you know, I'll throw out a couple of scenarios. All right, a couple of what-ifs in the NFL. One of them, kind of a long shot, but does make sense. The other one... Maybe not that much of a long shot the more you think about it and makes a ton of sense. We will get into that uh, coming up top of next hour here on FSR. Before we get to another edition of Do You Care, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Indeed. If cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. There are so many stories in the world of sports, and most of them are a complete waste of time. TMZ reports. Now, let's get kinky. Here's some of the big stories from the last week. But Jonas, the real question is, do you care? And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, to find out what the hell's going on. Bersh? LeBron James dropped 50 last night in the Lakers' win over the Wizards, his second 50-point performance of the season. Jonas, do you care? Uh, I actually do. I love it. Uh, he's annoying, and um, I, I think he uh, he puts on an act a lot of times uh, for the media. Um, he's not really sure what to do, what to say, so he just kind of talks and doesn't really make sense sometimes. And all that aside, what a phenomenal athlete to be able to at this point in his career. How many years into his career, 20, 20 something, if you include playoffs and and all the other games that he's played, the mileage on his body, he's now leading tied for the league lead in scoring at this point in his career. Unbelievable. That being said, uh, he plays for a diaper fire of a team. Uh, I I tried to tell everybody before the season, this is how this was going to go. Nobody wanted to listen. So we just now wait to see how it finishes up. But it feels like it's going to be the LeBron show from here on out. Next. 
James Harden shot three for 17 in the 76ers loss to the Nets the other night. Jonas, do you care? No, not really. Listen, uh, James Harden, and he was getting criticized by Charles Barkley at halftime of that game, who said, man, you know, he kind of, you know, shrinks in these big time games, these big time moments. I was more interested in the dynamic of Ben Simmons going back to Philadelphia. Everything was quiet, and then a loose ball approached the, the Nets bench later in the game. All he did was pick it up, and the entire arena booed him. I thought it was phenomenal television. I hope those teams match up in the postseason if they get there. Uh, that would be a lot of fun to watch. Next! Clayton Kershaw is returning to the Dodgers on a one-year deal. Jonas, do you care? No, I don't. Who gives a I'm sorry. And and look, I, I love how – and Bursh, come on, man. Like, you know this. Speak for Dodger Nation, Big Blue Nation, hashtag this team. I love how everyone was like, well, you know, if he goes, he goes. If it's the Rangers. And then he comes back and it's like, yes, Kirsch is back. You just said 48 hours ago, if you lose him, hey, it sucks, but this is the way this is going to go. And then if they end up signing Freddie Freeman, I give up, man. How many more great players can one organization have? It's just absolutely disgusting. Next. All they want. Uh, Joe Buck is reportedly leaving Fox for ESPN. Jonas, do you care? Yeah. Like, that's kind of, I mean, I didn't didn't see that happening, but the more that the rumors and stuff started to come out, ESPN apparently thinks that'll fix um you know the the poor monday night football that they put together i think it's more than that i think it's the matchups i think it's, it's the production i think there's a lot of things that go along with it uh, but nonetheless no buck and aikman on fox that's a bummer man those guys are fantastic despite what you haters say about both of them fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live So we have got some juicy what-if scenarios in the NFL. We will get to all those coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are, making us a part of your Saturday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up through the end of the hour, noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific, uh, having some fun little grab ass ncaa tournament brackets are getting filled out in the next 24 to 48 hours we got daylight savings so you're going to lose an hour of sleep all of that good stuff here but it is a busy busy weekend in the nfl before we get to these what if scenarios must take care of a little bit of business here right at the top uh first and foremost a little sports talk radio royalty has uh, chimed in the great arnie spanier one of the founding fathers of sports talk radio uh maybe the most depressed man in the entire state of Vermont because uh, he would like to be in Southern California. Uh, Unfortunately, he's in Vermont and it is still snowing. I mean, it looks like a blizzard. Uh, He looks like he's in the middle of a snow globe. Uh, He's now threatening to come back out to uh, Southern California, which has got people uh, here at the Fox Sports Radio studios distraught because every time Arnie blows into town, he insults somebody, he pisses somebody off there. Uh, So there is that. So reach out to him uh, at Stinkin' Genius. I think it's Stinkin' Genius 1 still uh, but i believe that his twitter account got hacked uh you know not that long ago and all of a sudden uh like you got uh you got uh, like uh, tweets from arnie's twitter account going hey there's a deal at best buy and it's like wait what like wh- what are you doing arnie uh, let's go live to uh, i have confirmation on arnie spaniard's twitter account and snow globe experience insider iowa sam for the latest sam 
Well, certainly not out of the ordinary to have a blizzard or a snowstorm blow through Vermont in early March. It happens in Iowa. It happens a lot of a lot of places across the country. Also, um, Arnie did try to sell me a PlayStation uh, a few months ago. So that's what it was. Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. there was that. And then I and then uh, I sent uh, this Arnie, uh, this stinking genius, one person who tried to sell me a PlayStation. I sent this person uh, a very um, angry direct message, and then uh, Arnie blocked me. So yeah, there you so go. you got blocked by Arnie. I got wow. blocked by the uh, the PlayStation vendors yeah, uh, who hacked his account, <laughs> no. and uh, they didn't like the fact that I was trying to get Arnie's uh, uh, account back for him. Ah so. oh, man, but it's snow in March. You got to be kidding! Oh, me. it's Jesus. it's it's an absolute absolute morale killer, Jonas. It I mean it it sucks the life out of you. You're just you just get depressed. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. Let's go live to our I know what snow looks like in Camarillo, California insider Ryan Bershinger for the latest Bersh. I just love that in the last week you've seen like Jeff Passan and um, uh, uh, Andrew Siciliano get their uh, Twitter accounts hacked by NFT guys, and and I love that before they came for Passan and Siciliano, they came for Arnie Spanier. <laughs> Damn right. Hey, there's a there's a pecking order. All right. All right. You you don't you don't you don't start with dessert normally, but in that case you did. All right. They went right for the good stuff first. They went after Arnie, and then you know the, the second tier guys. Uh, you know uh, they're they're beneath them. You know it's like those teams that tried to make a move for a quarterback, and then they realize, well, that's not happening. We got to move on to a second tier guy. Yeah, those second tier guys, Arnie Spanier's tier one. Good for him. Zero. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, by the way, a couple of positive uh, tweets uh, to start off the hour. People really uh, big fans of the show thus far. Uh, Tony writes in, uh, quote, uh, you bleep bleep. Get back to posting on your social media for your non-existent followers about Wordle and how frustrating and difficult it is like your fellow sports frat loser F boys. That from Tony. Uh, Kevin writes in, uh, Joni, the D-Wad bleep, should stick to recapping the whole Batman movie with his punk ass doing self-genius segments on it is the Mount Rushmore of comic book movies, the most brilliant scenes, and what's your order of best Batmans and a giant middle finger? So I couldn't even follow that one. That, that one uh, got lost on me. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see those uh, for yourself, you can go to at uh, the Jonas Knox. Uh, Paul writes in... <laughs> Since your boyfriend Kershaw is back, go put on all the Dodgers gear like the bitch boy you are and stroke your micro needle bleep to a cadaver. At the Jonas Knox on Twitter. I mean, first of all, it's not Dodgers gear. All right, so that, that's the first glaring issue with that tweet. Okay, first of all, not a fanboy. All right. Uh, can we get into uh, some what if scenarios uh, in the NFL? <laughs> and we don't need to say that again because we already hit our dump limit for the segment. Oh, man. It's like, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm normally negative because it's fun to do and because people get upset by it. But uh, I haven't even been that negative today. And in fact, you know what? I'm going to be a little positive. How about that? A little positive. All right. So some what if scenarios in the NFL. Let me throw a couple at you. All right. So there's been some rumors, um, some hints, 
Um, you know, uh, I know that Rich Ornberger, one of the uh, the great people here at Fox Sports Radio, like a, a solid dude through and through, a former NFL player, uh, does a show with Steve Hartman, um, is on uh, our affiliate in San Diego, Fox Sports 1360. Uh, they, they've been kind enough to, uh, to let me be on uh, their show a couple of times, which is awesome, uh, especially when he grew up listening to Steve Hartman and Extra Sports was the first station I ever heard of. And so to get to be a guest all these years later is, like, what? What is the- humbling. Just- yeah, it, right there. That, that's uh, And that's Steve Hartman during breaks. And so... Like it, so to be able to talk to Rich and, and get to know him and, and Steve, obviously, just an honor and, and awesome to do. And Rich Ornberger hinted that there was part of the reason why Tom Brady left Tampa Bay is that there was some issues between him and Bruce Arians. Now, people have tried to push back on that, but I trust Rich enough to know that his sourcing on this, meaning like close friends, maybe former teammates, maybe people he knows really well who actually are on the staff in Tampa Bay. I trust that Rich wouldn't just make up all of that. Say say Rich made up half of it. There's some truth there. There's something there. Because I've always felt Tom Brady's retirement felt a little bit rushed, right? Like, all of a sudden, early in the season, we're talking about maybe another Super Bowl run. We're talking about him as the MVP. We're talking about him saying, you know, I said I want to play till I'm 45. I want to play till I'm 45. I want to, why stop now? Maybe I can play till I'm 50. And all of a sudden, like, down the stretch of the season, he just decided, you know, this is it for me. A guy like that, so calculated, so planned out, routine is everything, just all of a sudden decides, I haven't been able to give it up all these years, but you know what? I'm going to give up my playing career. I just don't buy it. I don't know if he's going to come back, but it just feels like it was a little rushed. It feels like there was something going on there. So Bruce Arians was asked about it because Tom Brady's kind of, you know, not not really downplayed it uh, or, or, you know, uh, tried to, you know, say, well, you know, um, you know, that none of this is true. I'm staying retired. He's just kind of, you know, poked around a couple of times here or there. And you just wonder a guy who loved it so much, who loved the actual grind of the NFL season and preparing for the NFL season. When is he going to get the itch again? And so I just I'm thinking to myself. Say he wanted to come back, and let's say that Rich's sourcing on this is as good as I believe that it is, and that Tom Brady really does have an issue with Bruce Arians. And this is more of, I just don't like the way he runs things. I don't like the lackadaisical approach, and I don't like being called out publicly, because you could say whatever you want about Belichick. Belichick never called out Brady publicly. Now, he never gave him any compliments, But he also never called him out. The only time he ever sort of called him out or pointed the finger at him was during Deflategate. Because I think Belichick was just annoyed. He said, I'm tired of this. Talk to him. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm I'm trying, you know, it's a play. Why Why am I talking about this? That was the only time. So let's just say Brady's sick of it. If you're Tampa and you're Bruce Arians and you're Jason Light, and you've said, we're not trading Tom Brady, and it would take multiple uh, five first-round picks, and this and this, and he's not being traded. If he's going to come back, it's going to be to play for us. If a team calls you, and that team says to you, hey, we'll throw in a couple of picks. That's fine. Or maybe a pick. We've got a starting quarterback in the NFL today. In fact, 
we've got a, a pretty good starting quarterback in the NFL, and, and and we believe that this is a guy who you would like to have on your team. He can step right in, and and you will immediately have the best quarterback in the division. All right? And we feel like Tom Brady would like to play here. What do you say? And the team talking to Tampa on the other end is the Raiders. And what if Tom Brady's looking at situations and goes, you know what? Josh McDaniels and I, we had a really good thing for a long time. We're close. We're tight. I don't really want to go back to Tampa Bay, but they're not going to trade me unless somebody comes with something legit that's going to help us in this small window in Tampa Bay to stay a Super Bowl contender outside of the NFC so you're not trading them in conference. And I can go play where I know I'm familiar with the system. I've had a ton of success in the system. It's not the craziest thought in the world. Like, just on the surface... It makes a lot of sense. Now, you get into the details, whether Tampa would trade him. Uh, are, are they going to be pissed off that he walked away and now he wants to come back? Who know, Like, you know, we, we've heard teams have reached out about Derek Carr. They want to get a deal done. That, you know, the Raiders, you know, they love Derek Carr. But if you're Josh McDaniels and, and you can get Tom Brady and you're looking around that division and maybe you like Derek Carr, but you think, God, I, I need a guy in big time games who can operate this system and do what we need them to do. A guy who all of a sudden Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro is going to go for like 230 catches next year, teaming up with Tom Brady. I just don't think it's the craziest thing in the world. Now, it's a long shot. I don't think it's going to happen. But I look at, you know, Tom Brady, his situation in Tampa, if he wanted to come back and play and not in Tampa Bay, what makes sense for him and what makes sense for Tampa? And I think the Raiders giving him a call saying, we'll give you Derek Carr. Maybe we'll throw in a pick. We want to pair up Tom Brady with Josh McDaniels. He wants to play there in Vegas, which is blossoming. He's got business ventures. He's got all the other things to come along with it. I just, I don't think it's the craziest scenario at all. I don't think it's the craziest idea. So just throwing that one out. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, I do have another uh, what if scenario. This one I think is a real possibility, and this one would absolutely be a blockbuster. Uh, so I'm going to get to that coming up next here. First, want to let you know we are brought to you by Indeed. Hiring heating up. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in one place sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on indeed whose resumes match your job description visit indeed.com slash credit all right coming up next a potential blockbuster trade in the nfl that the more you think about it makes a ton of sense for both sides i'll get into that for you right here on fsr jonas jonas knox fox sports radio you can uh, hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, coming up, uh, we'll call it uh, a little over 10 minutes from now. Um, 
Listen, uh, there, there's a lot of people who say a lot of stuff, and then when push comes to shove, they're just full of crap. All right, so we will get into all of that uh, coming up in about uh, 10 minutes from now uh, on FSR. Uh, by the way, uh, before we get to this uh, potential uh, what-if situation in the NFL, I, I do believe that this is a real possibility. I want to let you know we are brought to you by Indeed. If cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, and you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Find your next great hire visiting indeed.com slash credit. So we were, we opened up the show talking about the Deshaun Watson situation and Deshaun Watson. Um, he's not going to face criminal charges uh, for the um, sexual misconduct. We will call it uh, yesterday. He met with the grand jury. And so now the, the conversation turns to, so what happens next? All right, where, do, where does Deshaun Watson end up? Because the Houston Texans are open to trading him. And so I'm looking around the NFL, and you're hearing sort of the usual suspects that are out there. I shouldn't use that word. That's the wrong word to use with this topic. But the usual teams, it's a better way to put it, uh, the usual teams that are out there, um, Carolina makes a lot of sense. It's, uh, you know, a part of the country. That, it's a part of the uh, country. <laughs> Kaiser uh, Susie. Well, it's good Kaiser to see we. Susie. Yeah, it's good to Kaiser see we. Yeah, we rolled that in off of VCR. That's good. Uh, keep keep playing it over and over. That's quality sound. Uh, so we've got uh you've got the the teams that are out there. Carolina is a team that a lot of people feel like makes a ton of sense. Um, Christian McCaffrey's been floated out in trade speculation. Maybe he goes to the Houston Texans. Uh, they've got the number six pick in the upcoming draft. Maybe that's something of interest to the Houston Texans. Uh, you've also heard uh, teams like the uh, New Orleans. Orleans Saints, potentially. They've got salary cap issues, but maybe they could offload him uh, looking for a replacement for Drew Brees. I mean, you've heard the Seahawks, maybe. Uh, They've got some first-round picks now, uh, trading away uh, Russell Wilson. And it's like, well, you know, well, why wouldn't they have just traded Russell Wilson for Deshaun Watson and just cut out the middleman? Well, because Deshaun Watson has a, you know, a no-trade clause. Like, like there's not... You can can look at the scenario and say, well, you know, maybe it would work, maybe it wouldn't work. I mean, there's no guarantee guarantees or excuse me russell wilson has the no trade clause russell wilson may have just said i'm not going to houston and the deal is nixed it's not happening so we you know you can play these scenarios all day you want the reality is houston's got options but there's not as many options, especially when you consider Pittsburgh is out. Now Denver is out. Miami has already said they're out. And by Pittsburgh out, I mean reports say Pittsburgh is out. I think it makes a lot of sense. So you're looking around the league. You're hearing about, you know, potentially Tampa Bay. Uh, the Browns have kicked the tires on him. You know, they're trying to figure out Baker Mayfield. I doubt that happens. Here's one that just the more that I think about it, the more I feel like this is a real possibility. Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson. Right? This is why I say that. Just from the standpoint of, you know, Kyler Murray grew up in Texas, uh, started his career at Texas A&M, goes back to Houston. Maybe it makes some sense. He's an upgrade over their current quarterback situation. Maybe that's somebody you look at and go, for Houston, that would be somebody we would want, right? Now, Deshaun Watson, I would think, would be interested in going to the Arizona Cardinals. I think that would work. It's AFC to NFC. It's out west. They've got a really good roster. You've got an offensive-minded head coach. 
Cliff Kingsbury would be more than welcome to the idea of working with a guy like Deshaun Watson. And so you look at it and go, well, yeah, that's nice. I mean, you know, that's a cute quarterback matchup. But, you know, if you're if you're the Arizona Cardinals, does that make sense to you? Here's why I think it actually does make sense. Kyler Murray has had a disaster of an offseason following a disaster of a playoff game. And I tried to defend Kyler Murray and say, look, I get why people in the organization would be pissed when your own owner, Michael Bidwell, comes out and buries you and is complaining publicly about the fact that two teams in his division are in the conference championship game. I get where he's coming from. Like, I I get where Kyler Murray would be coming from as far as frustration goes. And then I see what he did this week and I go, you got to be kidding me. Kyler Murray reposted all of his Cardinals pictures on his Instagram account. Right then, I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) That's it for me. What a child. (laughs) That's it. I'm over it. This is exactly why I can't stand social media. I'm out. Listen, there's some benefits. What's the old adage? Uh, It's a hammer. It can be used as a weapon or a tool. There's some benefits. I mean, you use it as a tool. People build brands. They promote great things. Like, all of that is awesome. You can follow along. You can keep track of the news. All that's awesome. And then there's people that use it as a weapon. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, Kyler Murray, like, all of a sudden he decides, you know what? I think now's the time I'm going to repost all our pictures together. What are you, dating? It's like those uh, the losers on Facebook uh, or the people that are like desperate for attention so they change their relationship status. Remember that back in the day? Like they would change their relationship status to hmm not quite sure. It's like, ooh, what's going on there? Or they would put up a post that would say, gosh, thought I knew somebody, and then this happened, dot, dot, dot. Ooh, what's going on? Everything okay? Dude, what are you, 11? Kyler Murray takes all the pictures down and then decides, you know what? I think we figured some things out. We're on good enough terms again. I would like a long-term contract. So I'll go ahead and repost those pictures. Dude, if you're going to pull a move like that, don't go back on your word. It's like your buddy who always complains about his relationship. He's always telling you, my God, I'm so sick of it. I can't stand it. We are done. It is over. It's official. We are donezo. Never again. I'll never fall for this one again. And then late that Saturday night, you're having like a UFC watch party and he walks in with her and it's like, God, you're a clown. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing? Why complain? Now you just look foolish. You sit here, you complain, you make a big publicity stunt about it. You remove all your pictures. You do all this only to put them back on and say, everything's good here. Like if I'm the Cardinals, I look at that and I go, uh, no, thanks. Gone. And I like Kyler Murray. I think he's a good player. He's really fun to watch, but I'm looking at his behavior and I'm going, this guys, there's something weird here. It's just a weird guy. I I don't know what it is. Just a weird, either that immature. I have no idea. But the second I saw that, I said, I'm done. I'm out. We're good here. If I'm Arizona, am I not looking at this situation going, 
we realize off the field Deshaun Watson's got some stuff. But if he's not going to face criminal charges, and we don't know if the league's going to step in and punish him, and we got a quarterback who the second things don't go his way, he turns into a child on social media and removes all his pictures and throws a tantrum publicly. If I'm Arizona, I call up Houston and say, hey, man, we got a guy. He's in his prime. Uh, we feel like we need an upgrade at the position. Uh, we feel like, uh, you know, uh, we've already, you know, married to uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime because we've given them contract extensions. We've re-upped with them. Kyler's looking for a new deal. What do you say? Goes back home to Texas. That's a very winnable division. And in fact, you look at that division. Now, all of a sudden, Houston's got the best quarterback in the division with Kyler Murray, because I'll take him over Ryan Tannehill any day of the week. I just I don't think it's that crazy. And I think if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, what not even just talent wise, just with all the crap that Kyler Murray has pulled this offseason and seeing how it finished up at the end of last year and seeing how they seem to falter at the end of the season every single year, it feels like something's not right there. They could play cool now. He could put all the pictures back up on his snap face or whatever it's called. He can do all that stuff he wants. It just still feels a little bit off between Kyler and the Cardinals. I think that's something Arizona would be open to. And if I'm Houston, it's not the worst idea in the world. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Uh, Coming up next, uh, when push comes to shove, people are full of crap. I'll tell you who they are next here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, high atop the mountain of sports talk radio royalty, He is an update anchor. He is a play-by-play man. Uh, He's a guy you hear locally here in Los Angeles on AM570 LA Sports. He covers the Chargers. He covers UCLA. I mean, there's nothing this man can't do. In the words of Cole Trickle from Days of Thunder, there's nothing I can't do in a race car. There's nothing this man can do with a mic. He's Isaac Lohenkron. You know, I I appreciate people thinking of me as a brilliant and accomplished broadcaster but i just want to be a sex symbol that's cool i mean make it happen <laughs> I, 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 mean, may, I might need some help on that maybe i could right. post some selfies or something by the way speaking of appearances you missed one of the tweets from earlier uh someone tweeted and i quote jonas nos k-n-o-s instead of k-n-o-x is an Italian John Wick with a few extra LBS. I always wanted to say this. Sorry, bro. Uh, I actually disagree with that characterization, but uh, how did that tweet grab you? With a few extra pounds? I, I don't get that because, you know, you're you're in... You're, you're in decent shape. I, I've, been, I've, I've been envious and jealous of you and accusatory of you being on the juice for years. Well, hold on a second. Well, I did take uh, PEDs, uh, full disclosure. Uh, the stuff Mark McGuire no took, I, I took back in the day. By the way, I mean, it was... <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. Uh, that that stuff works. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, let me just. Uh, what do you? So uh, John Wick is Keanu Reeves, right? Uh, yes. Uh, is there a is there a height and weight on Keanu Reeves? Let me just. See that, if, that's uh, that's, that's what that's what I mean is. by that. That's right, why so, I disagree with that characterization. Yeah, right, you know? So he's six one. So I'm taller than Keanu Reeves. Okay. I got an inch on Keanu Reeves. Uh, talk about height here. Keep your minds out of the gutter. Uh, I don't see weight, though. Um, Where's weight? But where does he get this few extra pounds business? 
Uh, I don't know. Right. Like may, maybe he thinks uh, I'm, I'm somebody else. Like, it uh, what's could, his, very uh, well could be. All right. His height, weight. Yeah, I can't find his. Um, it says 80, 87 kilograms. Uh, I don't even know what that. What does that turn into? Uh, pounds. What weight? do I look like? Google. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just saying, like uh, 87. 87 kilograms. kilograms is 191 pounds. All right. Yeah, we're about the same. Okay. We're about the same. Yeah. So, so that's an inaccurate tweet. So that guy can kiss my ass. Basically, is what we got. To okay. I, I just wanted to just want to clarify that before we launch in today's NFL proceedings. ESPN reporting that the Dallas Cowboys have given permission to their starting right tackle Lyle Collins to seek a trade and that the Cowboys are likely to release Collins if they can't find a trading partner. NFL media, meanwhile, reporting this morning that the Saints restructured the contract of cornerback Marshawn Lattimore while the Buccaneers restructured the contract of nose tackle Vita Vea. We actually have conference tournament college basketball underway as we speak. The championship game of the American East Conference Tournament, Vermont. The Catamounts with a 28-17 lead over the Maryland-Baltimore County Retrievers with 5.34 left to play in the first half in the semifinals in the Ivy League Conference Tournament. Come on now, they play good basketball in the (laughs) Ivy League. Princeton has a 37-31 lead over Cornell with 2 minutes and 46 seconds remaining in the first half. In the NBA on Friday night, Greg Popovich became the winningest head coach in NBA history as the San Antonio Spurs held off the Utah Jazz 104-102. Popovich celebrated this historic achievement by popping open a bottle of Krug Grand Cuvee 1981 and then bathing in the tears of sideline reporters. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Yes, you do. And LeBron James dropped 50 points in the Lakers' 122-109 win over Washington. First time in his entire career he's had two 50-point games in a three-game span. Jonas, back to you. Thanks, Isaac. By the way, a guy tweets in and was asking me, uh, since we're talking about Deshaun Watson, uh, what do you think happens with uh, Trevor Bauer? Um, well, well hold, hold, hold on a second. Just, just, just before you answer that, yeah. what do you think of the way this individual formatted his tweet with all the yeah. spacing. A lot going on. I, yeah. I, was, I was reading the Bill of Rights. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Come on, At least it wasn't all caps. Yeah, I mean, that's it's it's fine. I mean, you know, everybody's got to, you know, some people do uh, weird things on Twitter, uh, you know, uh, commas here, periods where there shouldn't be. They don't capitalize I. Like, it's just, it's weird. But he was asking, you know, what are the... Do- I maybe, um, I, I feel like the Dodgers want nothing to do with Trevor Bauer. That's that's what I I would be. Ryan Bershinger is the resident Dodger fan uh, in the building. uh, The swing shift with Ryan and Bo. Um, Does Trevor Bauer play another game for the L.A. Dodgers? I hope not. Yeah. like Well, there it is. Uh, (laughs) Personal feelings aside uh, there. um, I I just I mean, I know contractually, maybe it's a it's a tough salary to move. Maybe they can't. Nobody else is interested. But even though, you know, nothing's going to happen from a legal standpoint. uh, And now he's filing, um, uh, you know, I I forget what it's called. uh, Defamation against, I think, Deadspin and somebody else. uh, Get in line. Um, Like he's, you know, filing that stuff because he's unhappy the way the story was written and portrayed. I just think that to begin with, he wasn't a really likable guy to a lot of people. He tried really too hard to be cool and try and be edgy and and do these things. And then this came out and it was like, yeah, we're we're all we're just not into it. 
And I just I wonder if the Dodgers look at it and go, we'd rather move on. Yeah, uh, you and I had that conversation about Bauer years ago. We were both like, we don't like this dude. Um, when when everything first happened, it seemed like they were absolutely going to try to find a way to move on from him because like everybody on the team unfollowed him, which as as we know about Bauer, that is something that he really does care about. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, but it, I think yesterday uh, Roberts was asked about it, and he's he still kind of said, look, like. It, we're preparing in case he is, in fact, on the team. It is possible, which is the first time he's kind of acknowledged that it's still a possibility. In the past, they've they've just said, we're just waiting to see what Major League Baseball does, and we're still kind of waiting to see what Major League Baseball does. But um, I, I would set it at uh, 75% that he doesn't pitch for the Dodgers yeah. again, but uh, look, it he's is good, growing. He's good. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. He's good, and, and you know, there's an entertainment aspect to it. I just think... Uh, uh, there was some damage done, um, right or wrong. I, I don't even know if it's just, uh, you know, the accusations as much as the stuff previous to the accusations that maybe people were tired of. It just felt, it always felt uh, like a little bit of a weird fit there. So, uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. I will say this. There was a lot of people, uh, and this is where you got to call people out on their crap. There was a lot of people who over the past three weeks, whatever it was, when Major League Baseball was having their negotiations and you had, um, you know, owners come out and drop a little little hints in the media PR wise. Hey, we're close to getting a deal done. There's a deadline tomorrow, but we feel like we're really close. And then the players come out uh, and it was all a tactic because the owners wanted to make the players look bad. And that way, if a deal didn't get done, it would seem like it was the players who didn't get it done because the owners were real close, but the players wouldn't work. So you got this back and forth. Uh, and then, you know, you come to find out that the you know the subcommittee of players there that were the ones meeting in Arizona and then in Florida to try and get things done and and, and get this stuff figured out. Uh, those guys didn't like this new proposal, but it was the majority of the players, the rank and file guys that were like, let's just get it done. Like we've we've raised the minimum salary, we've gotten a lot of things that we like. I know you guys don't like it, but there's some of us who who kind of want to get paid at some point in the next few months. So let's go ahead and get it done. And so you got all these people going back and forth talking. Oh my God, baseball has uh, you know I mean they've done so much damage, and this is typical of billionaires versus billionaires and blah blah blah. And guess what? Come Fourth of July, you know what you're going to be doing? You're going to be doing the same thing I'm doing. Sitting on my fat ass, eating a hot dog, drinking a beer, watching baseball, and going, you know what? This is America. All right? You know what? It's great to have major... Nobody's going to give a rip that these guys were fighting for a month. All the people that were talking about how damaging this was to the sport. All the people saying, oh my God, they've done it again. This is like 94. They chased away fans for decades that have never returned. Shut your ass. It, it ain't happening. You're going to be watching just like everybody's going to be watching. And when the season starts in about three weeks from now, you're going to be the one sitting there celebrating celebrating it all, maybe getting out to a ballpark near you if it's not snowing like apparently it does in March and April in certain parts of the country, which is weird. And you're going to be the one standing in line ready to pay $15, $16 for a beer, $45 on a meal, and two to $300 to take your family to a game because you've been saving up for a little while because you realize, hey, I don't want to go on vacation. I'm not ready to travel anywhere, but I'd like to get out to a ball game. So stop. People outraged by baseball that were bothered by it. I said it from the get-go. 
We can sit here and complain all we want, and we can laugh at them and say, these guys, you know, I can't read the room, and there's no self-awareness, and they don't understand there's bigger issues going on. We can say all we want. At the end of the day, when push comes to shove, we're still going to go back to it. Look, I'm a diehard boxing fan, diehard mixed martial arts fan. I covered both sports. I love both of them. I watch every event, and I've acknowledged I'm a doormat. Every time there's a bad decision, Every time somebody gets screwed over and people are outraged by it, I am too. But at least I acknowledge I'm still going to go back for more. They can fool around on me behind my back all they want. Guess what? I'm a doormat. They step on me on their way back into the house and I can smell somebody else's cologne on them. And guess what? I do nothing about it. You're just like me. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, uh, we are going to get to some things in the world of sports we have not had a chance to get to. Plus... There is something that I cannot believe is happening again. At some point, you got to come up with a new idea. We'll have that for you right here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up a little over 10 minutes from now, uh, it'll be another edition of Up On Game. LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, Plexigo Burris. Uh, Make sure you stick around. Those guys will be here uh, top of next hour. A little two-hour extravaganza uh, with the Up On Game crew. Uh, Always a fun listen. Uh, If for whatever reason uh, your local programming switches over to something else, you can check out that show as always like this show on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Before we get to uh, some things in the world of sports, we have not had a chance to get to i want to let you know we are brought to you by indeed hiring heating up indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in one place sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on indeed whose resumes match your job description visit indeed.com slash credit jonas you moron how could you not get to these stories you moron these are the scraps and for that, we turn it over to Ryan Bershinger to find out what the hell we've missed so far. Bersh? Well, we've heard Ilo mention it a couple times. Greg Popovich won his 1,336th regular season game last night. He's breaking uh, Don Nelson's record and becomes the winningest head coach in NBA history. Currently in his 26th season with the Spurs, the longest tenure of any head coach in the four major sports leagues. Yeah, but Don Nelson's so much cooler. Is he still alive? I think Don Nelson's like a full-blown hippie now. He like smokes weed in Hawaii, like plays uh, like, uh, you know, gin rummy with uh willie nelson or something like that i think i think i have that correct actually <laughs> i'm not kidding I, I i do believe if you look that up i think that i think i saw a uh, it was like a real sports with uh bryant gumbel and um i think don nelson like grew his hair out yeah. and just just eats the hippie lettuce and uh, and uh, hangs out in Hawaii with Willie Nelson. So uh, let's go live to our oh, I was with Don Nelson and uh, Willie Nelson uh, on the island of Hawaii, uh, smoking weed and playing gin rummy insider Isaac Lowenkrop. Um, yeah, so you're 100 percent right. Yes. Uh, the, the long hair and a 22 acre farm with cannabis plants hey. on Maui. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, it is not for sale. But yeah. he actually has a name for it. It's called, and I quote, Nelly Cush, unquote. <laughs> but it is un- it is not for sale. This is actually true <laughs> on Ma- on Maui. Yep. Oh man, Don Nelson. Good for him. 
You know what I mean? Like uh, you, you could be a, you can be a red ass like Greg Popovich and try and be funny guy when you pick on media members, or you could just disappear to Maui and just kick a hacky sack around. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, chew on the hippie lettuce and have fun. That's the way to go, Bursch. I'm telling you, man. How much time do you think they spend just like looking at each other, trying to figure out if they're actually related? Because that's have a the good point. Po- you know, I didn't realize until I said it, and I thought I misspoke, and I was like, no, no, that got that right. Yeah, I, I do wonder if there are because uh, there's a lot in common, right? <laughs> Willie Nelson. Nelson. That's, Don Nelson. That's who introduced him. It was Willie Nelson and. Woody Harrelson wow. introduced him over a game of poker. Can you believe that? You couldn't make that up if you tried, but it's true. <laughs> you imagine sitting at a poker table with those three guys? First of all, you'd win every hand because they're in outer space. And uh, it, it, they've got the coin, and they don't care. And and also, I, I would say this. Um, oh, no, never mind. I don't want to say that. I just realized, you know, I'll put that back in the holster. Never mind. I don't want to say that. <laughs> that's, that's probably not uh, not a conversation we want to go down. So, all right. Fair enough. What else we got, Bursch? Well, we are a little over 24 hours from Selection Sunday. Uh, well, the actual, like, selection process. Yeah. Uh, so, one of the notable conference tournament runs going on right now is coming from Indiana. Ninth seed in the Big Ten tournament. They pulled off a huge upset yesterday over one seed Illinois. And today they are facing the fifth seeded Iowa. So it should be a very calm and uh, nice atmosphere today in the studio. The Iowa. The fifth seeded Iowa. God, I can't wait. And now the winner of of that game plays Michigan State Purdue. Most likely Purdue, correct? Uh, That's uh, that's the – because those are the semifinal matchups. And so they'll meet up. So, again, as par for the course on this show – all right. ABI. Right? It, not not AFI, that crummy band. Uh ABI. Anybody but Iowa. That is the goal. Anybody wow. but Iowa. The disrespect. And, and we are all thrilled here because we are inundated with Iowa Hawkeye propaganda from one Iowa Sam uh, Iowa, every single day. Iowa. So it's Iowa. Just a little bit tiresome. So remember that, Bursch. ABI, anybody but Iowa. That's all right. That's AFI Sing the Sorrow is a phenomenal album, though. Yeah, so I don't, don't want to hear that. Yeah, I don't need to be attacked here at the end of the show. Uh, all right. It's been a fun one uh, for Bursch, Iowa Sam, and Ilo. I'm Jonas Knox. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas, son of a bitch.